Thank you for joining us on the Overcoming Monday podcast, where we provide you with little secrets for your big breakthrough. This podcast is designed to enhance your emotional and spiritual health. Our mission is to help you understand yourself, the people you love, and the world around you so that you can win where it matters most. In each episode, we'll hear from writer, speaker, mom, and pastor's wife, Shari King, as she invites you into conversations about the issues that matter most to you. Now, let's get started. Overcoming Monday listeners, guess who I have for you today? I have Ash and Zach Dixon from Hopetown. Hey. Hello. Yep. You guys have probably heard them before on this podcast, and if you haven't, there's plenty of episodes where you can find them. They have a Christian counseling ministry that they started where they minister to you or anyone who you might know who needs it, but they just have a heart to help people um, let overcome in their life mm-hmm. and so right. i love having them on every season that we do and the season that we're in right now is family and so today we're actually going to talk about mothering with um, postpartum and anxiety so if you're a mother and you have postpartum or anxiety you can still be a, a mom <laughs> you don't mm-hmm. have to like tap out and mm-hmm. you know i know the feeling of having postpartum because i did So I feel like this is an episode that is close to my heart. After I had my first son, um, Jacob, I just felt like I couldn't do this thing called motherhood. And I looked around me and it felt like everyone else who I knew who had done it before me loved it. And I think part of that was I didn't have anyone in my stage of life having babies. So everyone that I knew, their kids were already a little bit older. (laughs) So they were probably past the like... I have no sleep stage, Mm -hmm. um, and I'm barely eating, and I really literally just felt like a cow. I would wake up and feed my child and and then sleep and then eat and then do it all over again. So it was hard for me, um, and I just want to talk to you mothers out there who might be going through this or might have gone through it and have guilt, or maybe you have a friend who is going through postpartum or just anxiety or slight depression. I mean, there's so many things that we can go through as moms. And so that's why I'm doing this podcast with you guys today. And um, so Zach, um, let's just jump in right here because I think that one part of my story is that I didn't even know I had postpartum for about six months. Yeah. And then all of a sudden someone said, I think you might have postpartum. So will you just kind of go through maybe some people that some symptoms maybe, or some people that have come in and talked to you, what is it that they're feeling or how do they know they have it? Mm-hmm. That kind of thing. Yeah. Um, well, first of all, women are more likely to experience depression or mood-related issues. It's not anything against women. It actually is hormonal. It's related to estrogen and and whatnot. And so women are typically more twice as likely, maybe even more than that actually, to experience it. But anyone, male or female, uh, people that come in, obviously elongated, uh, elongated, uh, depressed moods, down moods. Um, maybe it's uh, sleeping too much, not sleeping at all. Um, thoughts, just irrational, negative, persistent 
irrational negative thoughts because we all have negative thoughts at mm-hmm. times. Uh, you know, I know I do. Lord, I'm a four on the Enneagram. If anybody's <laughs> a fan of Enneagram, but um, but these are more like persistent. They're consistent thoughts of just negativity and and you know, I was it was interesting. I was reading about Anthony Bourdain. Um, this is not he's not a woman, but uh, who he was the he had the show the travel show. Um, he recently took his life this year, this year, earlier this year. Mm-hmm. Parts um, unknown. Yeah. Yeah. Parts unknown. He, um, he talked about how times he would just, um, he would look at a hamburger. I read this and it would just send him into a depression. The depression, the hamburger was not great. Um, there was nothing significant about the hamburger and it was like a symbol for his life. Hmm. Um, and it would just set him off. Weird. Yeah, yeah, and it's weird, but it's so like postpartum or depression in general, mm-hmm. where it just comes out of nowhere. Mm-hmm. Um, and there definitely are th- reasons why, and you know, and usually it takes a little bit of, of digging to to get into that. But um, but l- uh, most times it comes out of nowhere, right? Um, and so yeah, that, so I look for those things I just mentioned. Um, uh, look for those type of symptoms, signs that, uh, and, and the main thing is like the feelings, the depressed moods are consistent. Mm-hmm. Um, and we joked about this. It's not a monthly consistent. Yeah. So uh, <laughs> yeah. we've joked about this it, before. So if it's once a month that you're feeling like this and ladies, you know what I'm talking about. I didn't know. I, I took me <laughs> like, Zach was oblivious. I was oblivious. I don't know why. I feel like I'm usually in touch with those kind of things, yeah. but I was, it was, went way over my head. So consistent means more like daily, you know, or every other day. There's even a ritual like that, that happens yeah. maybe even like a certain time of the day. It just, you know, mm-hmm. even our depressed moods can can fall into rituals mm-hmm. and, and patterns and yeah. But if you're in a slump to where it is happening once a month, your chemicals may still be off and you mm-hmm. may need to see a doctor about Correct. it, but it may not be that you have postpartum. It may just be that you're your chemicals are a little bit imbalanced and you mm-hmm. still need to ask. Mm-hmm. Um, but I know that for me, I just woke up every day looking at my kids thinking the worst thoughts, like mm-hmm. I'll never be able to raise them. I can't do this. Yeah. Um, I'm not a good mom. Everyone else is, but I'm not. And I literally would just have fear. I mean, things did happen where I dropped Jacob on his head one time, mm-hmm. you know, and we were in a public place in a coffee shop and I tripped and I fell wow. and I dropped him in front of it was wow. actually a church service in a coffee shop. Oh, Perfect. Geez. And I was walking toward everyone who was, they were all looking at me and I tripped and fell and dropped him on his head and he starts screaming and I grab him and held him and start rocking. Mm. And I'm like, what have I done? I've killed myself. You know, like I'm the, the like all the tragic thoughts. Yeah. Yeah. Um, and so there was a reason that I was afraid of some things because it was a hard delivery with Jacob, Mm -hmm. 23 hours, just very, very hard for me. But, um, six months into it, Clayton just looked at me and he said, look, I've tried to encourage you. And I think at this point there is something wrong and Mm -hmm. you need to go see someone. So I literally went to a counselor three days a week Mm -hmm. to try to pull myself out of this thing. And, um, and he said, you know, I think your chemical levels are coming up. So, in that way, my I knew that my hormones were responsible for it. So if you're feeling guilty that you're feeling these ways, sometimes mm-hmm. it's just not you. It's something right. going on in your body. And I want to give you permission 
to say something's wrong that I can't control and I need help. That's right. And so I think for me, um, that's where I was. I needed someone to walk me through these terrible thoughts I was having that I couldn't do this thing. Mm -hmm. And I'm so glad he did because here I am now. I have a 16 year old and a 13 year old and a motherhood that has been challenging, but it wasn't impossible and I'm still doing it. I'm (laughs) talking about it like it's over. It's not over. (laughs) Um, but all that to say it, you know, the hard part of it maybe, um, well, I don't know. Teenage is just a different kind of hard, but you know, that, that first part where you're struggling. The weeds Mm -hmm. for sure. Yeah. So Ash, what would you say? I, I know that it's hard for a spouse to know how to, um, support a wife who is struggling, um, and it's hard for men to understand motherhood overall. Mm-hmm. What are what's some advice that you would give a partner or a husband um, who is trying to help their spouse or their friend yeah. through this? Yeah. Well, for us, you know, we we actually just had we have Everly who's who'll be three in December, and then we just had Dax. He's ten weeks old this week. We just realized last night we missed his ten week birthday. We don't know how old um, he is. So, Poor baby, second kid. <laughs> um, so we are very much in the thick of it, in the postpartum stage for sure. Um, so Zach and I have recently had a lot of these very conversations. Are you saying we're um, in the weeds right now? We are in the weeds currently as we speak. <laughs> um, so, you know, there was, we had just some extenuating circumstances after Dax was born and lost Zach's dad really unexpectedly in six days after Dax was born. So it just very much... Um, added to the um, emotional, you know, upheaval of our home anyway. So um, thankfully, you know, we have friends and family who are amazing, who stepped in and literally carried us and are still carrying us. So, you know, it was it was kind of funny. It's like we almost feel like Everly, our older daughter, became Zach's Um daughter in this season because he was, you know, like I told him my immediate need was to have her taken care of. So he was doing baths, doing all that. I'm feeding Dax all day, every day. Dax is our son. And, um, you know, so those kinds of needs were being met. Zach would text friends, tell them if I needed a coffee brought over, you know, he would, he was taking care of my, my physical needs as far as Everly and, and Dax trying the best he could but it got it got to a point where, you know, I I needed Zach to ask me as a person, me Ashley Dixon, how are you doing? Mm-hmm. Not how, how's Everly today? How, how's Zach today? Is he eating? You know, did you sleep? It's like, no, ask me how are you? How's your day? And it, it felt like I was being lumped in with my kids that my day was their day when in fact. I have feelings and emotions that go beyond nursing all day long or wiping, you know, booties and, and all <laughs> that. So um, we had that that really serious conversation. And, and two, um, I went to counseling after Dax was born, too, because there were just some things that because Zach was dealing with grief that I couldn't I couldn't really um, process with him. And I needed to process them with someone um, so, you know, that's, so I guess Shari and I both are saying, Hey, yeah. we had a baby and went to counseling. And, um, I think I wanted to add to, I think a lot of postpartum depression or anxiety that we've seen can also just come from, um, 
expectations not being met, if it's expectations of how birth is going to go, if you know, whatever it is, or, or you have this child and you don't immediately connect and mm-hmm. which I have experienced too. Um, and a lot of women experience yeah. that. Yes. And I wish that more people would say that, yeah. mm-hmm. you know, because you hear that, oh, he's so cute. Or it's not oh. what you see on social media. Right. Yes. yes. You see the pretty pictures. You see mm-hmm. um, the the baby on the blanket and taking all the pictures. You see mm-hmm. all the sweet stuff. Yeah. But, you, you know, um, I can't say that I ever wanted to throw my kids out the window, but I did mm-hmm. want to make them stop crying. Yes. Yeah. And that's yeah. hard. I think yeah. every mom feels that way sometimes because you feel like a, first of all, you're tired. Second of all, you feel like a failure if you can't do the right thing yeah. and you don't know what's wrong. Let's mm-hmm. get real. These kids aren't mm-hmm. speaking English, right? Yeah. Right. <laughs> so um, it's so hard and I wish more people knew that. Yep. Um, we're going to talk about how and when we need to ask for help Um, after we take a short break for today's tips. So you guys stay tuned. We'll be back in a moment, but first, let's check in with Elizabeth Harper for a dose of tips, trends, and practical advice. Hey everybody, this is Elizabeth with Tips and Tricks for Season 6, and today I wanted to talk to you about my non-strategy strategies. Does that make sense? For raising multiple kids. Um, So we have four children ranging in ages from eight to one, three boys, one girl, right? Bless his heart. Um, And, you know, I was trying to think like, what are the strategies I use and what are the strategies my husband and I use for raising our kids? And my husband might have something that's much more strategic. The truth is, is that I'm not really strategic when it comes to all that stuff. I'm a bit more in the moment. But as I started thinking about it, I was like, wait a second, there are some non-strategy strategies here. Um, If you have multiple children, you have your tools built right there for teaching certain lessons. It's, I mean, it's great. Um, You know, one of the things that we stress in our house is appreciation for other people um, and working with them to to see the gifts and talents in others. Fortunately, we are supplied with multiple personalities in this family. They, (laughs) they are across the board guys. And so we just, you know, I mean, look to your left and look to your right and you can see a different personality in the mix. Um, So teaching your kids to first appreciate the personalities and gifts in their brothers and sisters is only going to help when they walk out the door of your house. Um, Empathy. Empathy is a huge one, especially with kids, starting them young and saying, how do you think that made the other person feel? How does it make you feel when your brother or your sister do that to you? Again, tools and teachers built right there in the house with you that when your kids walk out the door, they're walking to school already a step ahead or just knowing and understanding what empathy really is because they come in contact with on a day-to-day basis with their brother and sister. And a lot of times, guys, the biggest strategy I would say with all of these, this is a hard word, patience. I have to stop and sit down, look my kids in the eyes, and whatever else is going on in the house, whatever laundry I have to do, whatever supper I'm about to start, whatever is happening has to stop. It has to stop. We have the opportunity to teach them in that moment, and that's exactly what we're going to do. Um... This is one of my favorite ones, using the older kids to teach the younger ones. 
not only does that give you a little bit of a break mama, but um, the tools that you're teaching your older ones are priceless. The patience that they have to have, the sharpening of their communication skills in order to communicate with a child that's, you know, however many years younger than they are. That's key, y'all. That's a huge, huge thing. Um, one thing that we stress with our kids, we are better together. That teamwork mentality. So again, they're learning teamwork within our family. This is not, a, this is nobody's solo debut, okay? We're working together as a team to accomplish a goal. Hello, that is going to be huge. Again, when they walk out those doors, they are, they already are walking out with a sense of what a team looks like. Um, and y'all, again, another favorite of mine, entertain yourself. Entertain yourself, guys. You have three buddies, three friends built around you. The baby, they consider to be a toy. Um, that is their baby doll. You know, got to keep an eye on them with that. But they have, they have friends that are built right there. Again, with different personalities, different strengths, different types of creativity. So teaching them, it's like it kind of incorporates everything. Work together, be a team, use each other's gifts and talents, and come up with a way to entertain yourself. Nope, sorry, we're not turning on the TV. Y'all are going to play. Y'all are going to make the other person laugh. It's priceless, guys. So my non-strategy strategy is use your kids. Use your kids to help yourself and to help each other. Um, they have awesome gifts and talents that they're ready to share. And you have awesome things that you have taught them and you are teaching them and they can carry it out. Have a great day. All right, so some of us are have been through depression overall. It doesn't even have to be postpartum or have experienced anxiety, and it's hard to ask someone for help. But if you're a mom and you're responsible for a child, it even feels, um, I think you feel guilty maybe to ask for help because you're supposed to be the one holding everything together, mm -hmm. you know? Um, so, Zach, when, when do you think is the best time to seek counseling if you've already come to terms with the fact that you have postpartum, um, and, and even if you live on a very limited income, um, how do you, what are some solutions to counseling? Cause sometimes people just think I can't afford it. Right. Mm -hmm. Yeah. And I always say you can't not afford it. Right. Um, I know that's a, I'm biased in saying that. Um, but we've spent literally thousands <laughs> of dollars for us, <laughs> yeah. uh, in counseling. And to me, it's been the biggest investment. Like without me going to counseling and us going to counseling, we're not we're not in the place we have now. It's been a it has been an investment. It was a risk because mm -hmm. I mean I don't I love counseling, but not every counselor is great. And I've been to counselors and said this isn't a great fit and went to another one. Mm -hmm. You know, so don't uh, give up. First of all, don't give up if right. you don't connect with the first counselor. You yes. Go to. Mm -hmm. Yeah. 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 And. And some counselors too, like they 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 have um, sometimes they will do um, what's the word sliding scales. yeah sliding scales. Uh, I know a lot of churches even like it's so I want I, especially if you're a Christian that is part of a local church, a lot of local churches will offer things uh, like scholarships and maybe mm -hmm. something you could ask mm -hmm. like your pastor or. 
And some uh, insurances offer insurances. compensation, which yeah. I didn't even know mm-hmm. that they would cover that, especially if your doctor gives you a diagnosis of mm-hmm. postpartum. Yep. Mm-hmm. So if you're struggling with it, you can go to your doctor and you can say, can you diagnose me? Yep. And yep. then sometimes health insurance will kick in and cover a lot more than say if you just sought it out yourself. Yeah. Right. But I think I think also if you're just honest with your with most counselors, most counselors got into this business because they really care for people. Right. And like for us, we never want money. To, we never want money to get in the way of people receiving healing. And mm-hmm. so it's it's having a conversation and and so have meet in the middle with a counselor. But there's always things that yes, that might be a sacrifice for you. It might mean Starbucks here and there or you know whatever with the monthly budget. But again, I think it's an investment. And and when is right now is the best time. Like get. Even if you are, there's an inkling that I w- we always tell people like, don't wait. Like, if get in front of this thing. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, and I think yeah. even if you have a supportive husband. So my husband was very supportive. Mm-hmm. And here's the reality: when I went to counseling, most of what I heard was the stuff that he told me right mm-hmm. back. Right. But I needed to hear it from someone else. That's right. Yep. Because what I believed was that my husband was supposed to support me and to think I was awesome. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So for someone else to tell me, you're good, Shari. Like, we're going to get through this. That's what it is. And Clayton is telling you the right stuff. Mm-hmm. That was good for me to hear. I needed that yep. um, other layer. Study after study shows that... Um, when, when they, they did a recent study with high schoolers going through depression stuff. And if it, if, if a freshman in high school, I think it was even like Tom magazine wrote this. If a freshman in high school got um, the, the input from a senior in high school and it didn't come from their parent, mm-hmm. um, it was a senior talking about how ways they've overcome different things. Mm-hmm. They would do it mm-hmm. and they would experience a, a, a greater uh, because it came from a peer. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, not that their parent hasn't been telling them that, mm-hmm. but just shows the importance of the third party yep. um, perspective. So. Yep. I think that's good. So let uh, we've talked about the counseling part of it. What about some proactive things that we can do? Um, so say some of these ladies are struggling with postpartum or say there's a man listening and he wants to help his wife or, mm-hmm. or a mom or a friend. What are some things that you can do to try to distract or help someone distract their mind from negative, somber feelings or postpartum? What are some active things that like activities of the mind or of the body that we can participate in to help us wake ourselves up out of some of this? Yeah. Yeah. I think for, you know, when we were talking over this question, we, Zach and I are really careful of the word distract because you don't, you want to be careful not to avoid thoughts Mm -hmm. you know um we talk all the time about when paul says and in scripture take every thought captive and make it obedient to christ you have to think about your thinking Mm -hmm. so if you are thinking negative thoughts and you're and you are depressed you do have to come to terms with that and you know catch it but there are still things you can do to like you were saying shari wake yourself up to life um, so just that word distract, we want to be sure people aren't like avoiding mm-hmm. Or sweeping things. under the rug. Yeah. yeah, yeah. So you're addressing it by counseling, by talking to people. But, um, you know, I, th- I think a huge thing um, it w- would be being outside. There's just something so special about sunshine. And right now it's fall and the weather is becoming beautiful. Mm-hmm. Now, for me, I had Everly in... Um, on December 27th, and so it was dreary winter flu season, and I was literally in our house for a month. And so I think <laughs> a lot of that contributed to me feeling kind of down after Everly. 
But now I had Dax in August, and we're about to be outside a lot. Mm-hmm. Um, so that's one huge thing. I don't know if you guys want to And add I something. think even if you – so I think for me what I meant when I wrote that distract – not that I think y'all are criticizing me, but I think no. sometimes when I was depressed, I would be in my house and I couldn't get out of like, I couldn't make myself do anything yeah. because I would just sit there and be trapped yep. in my thoughts. Mm. So if I could just go out and talk yep. to someone outside of that place where I felt trapped. Mm-hmm. So going on a walk and talking, yep. yeah. you know, even For if sure. you have to talk, take it outside, take it somewhere else That's good. Um, rather than the same place where you're just struggling, that yep. place of struggle sometimes getting out of that. And I would say even having a plan too with that, like mm-hmm. make yourself a schedule, mm-hmm. you yeah, know, that's good. at the beginning of the week that every day there is things on the agenda, yeah. even if it is like on the schedule is walking with this friend or right. that friend. Which is so good. Cause I think sometimes moms are like, throw everything of mine out the window for this baby. Right. right. When there's some reality to that, like when they're first born, but then start something yep. yes. for yourself. Mm-hmm. That's yep. good. I mean, but the walking also is exercise. Exercise is, one of the best ways to fight depression. Mm-hmm. And a lot of people don't know. And sometimes I, I stop saying, cause I assume everybody does, but a lot of people don't that your body naturally makes chemicals that fight depression and anxiety. Mm-hmm. Um, and so exercise is how those chemicals get released. Mm-hmm. And so having, if you're making a weekly plan, make sure you have exercise, mm-hmm. you know, down as one of the things, one of the, Biggest resources for us during the season has been the Y because the Y has childcare. And so (laughs) the YMCA, yeah. And so we get to go and drop the kids off and Mm -hmm. exercise. I don't exercise anymore to look good because, (laughs) I mean, not to say I don't want to look good for my (laughs) wife, but like. And you do. You already do. (laughs) Thank you, babe. Um, (laughs) But I do it for my mental sanity, Mm -hmm. you know, my mental sake. Like that's the biggest reason I do because I know I'm releasing dopamine into my body and it's a drug and it's just, it gives it almost a, a euphoric feeling, Yeah. but it fights depression. So if you're making a weekly calendar, make sure it includes people, make sure it includes exercise, mm-hmm. you know, time alone, all that stuff. But I would say people is mm-hmm. people, people, people and ex- exercise. And let people serve you. Yeah. Yes. Um, even if you feel like you haven't had a shower in three days mm-hmm. and you're embarrassed and your house is a wreck get over it and let yep. them come over and bring you food. Let them yep. smile at you and tell you how proud they are mm-hmm. of you. Like it, it's hard to get over that hump. Yeah. Um, but it's so good to embrace people and let them embrace you. I yeah. think we you going to yeah. say one more thing. Yeah. No, I was just thinking one of the things Zach and I realized that we've done that's actually helped. I, I, I had extreme anxiety with having a second kid. It was like, I honestly, when he went back to work, I bawled. I didn't know what I was going to do at home with two of them. Thank God for friends and and family, um, but two also, you know, we I mentioned it felt like we were parenting separately. We just decided, why are we doing this? Why can't we do yeah. it together? When you get home, why don't we do bath time together? Yeah. Why don't we read books, all of us together? In so we all room? moved upstairs together. Yeah, moved as a unit, and that yeah. has made like I don't I. I used to, I mean, honestly, the, the anxiety and the depression would start to set in at like bath time. Because mm. we were, that meant we were separated for the next hour and a half. Yes. So it's like, know. this is just dumb. Let's do this together. And it has made 
a huge difference yeah. for our family just doing the sound more so unified silly. yeah, yeah. It's so doing good yeah. get the guy involved which yeah. leads to our next question ash mm. so since you're talking let's just go straight to you hey. how do you think um you can connect with your husband during this season of your life during yeah. these struggle seasons yeah that's that's a great question because we're talking through it i feel like i mean at least once a week we're having kind of check-ins about are we connecting and i love that word connect because I, I just feel like that is what matters most in a marriage is connection. And within that, I think within connection is communication and, and, and we hear, of, we hear our little I, I boy right now in the background, <laughs> real life. But, he's going to um, be okay. Yeah. He's going to be okay. So, but I think that's one thing is just talking. I mean, just telling Zach, like, I feel disconnected from you. I feel, you know, can you please ask me how my day was today? You know, how was your day? And then listening when he has an answer to that. Um, so after when everyone's hopefully asleep, we actually do. We have to, we put our phones away. We have been very intentional about that because um, you can. That's a huge distraction. And um, honestly, one thing we've discovered are babysitters, mm-hmm. which you know um, are we ha- just have some really great. Uh, really a couple of are single girls who are in our lives right now that we, we just value them. I mean, immensely and they're amazing and we don't always have the budget to do it, but they're okay with us buying them a coffee mm-hmm. instead of, you know, paying or inviting them or cooking dinner for them or something. You know, we, we come up with ways to still get around it. And, um, our first date night out, um, after Dax was to Chipotle and it was awesome, yeah. but we're, you know, that's one of the the big ways that we're learning to to connect again. I think one of the things that I forgot was that Clayton was going to go through a season two where his mm. life was changing. Yes. Because I felt like mine was changing so much, I forgot his was changing too. And so what was important was for me to listen to how his life was changing and to not um, make it less than it was because it seemed like mine was changing so much more. I've got this kid on me all the time. Well, he was changing too. He felt mm-hmm. like he was kind of losing me and yeah. um, jealous of time with me. And those are natural feelings. So I think that we as women have to listen to what our husbands are going through and and have an open heart to hear how their life is changing too without an air of criticism, like really listen to him and find out what he's going through. Um, I want to give a few practical trips that chip <laughs> trips. I want to give a few <laughs> practical trips I can't say this word. <laughs> Tricks um, that I used to stay patient with my kids when I was feeling overwhelmed at this stage in my life. One thing that I did, especially when they came to toddler age, I started reminding myself of their age. So when I was frustrated and I felt like they weren't doing what I was saying, I had to tell myself, this child has been on the earth for two years. I have been on the earth for 36. So, you know, mm-hmm. they're not going to act like an adult because they're not me. And so I have to expect my child to act like a child because they are a child. And so I had to just tell myself that over and over again. Um, another thing that I had to do is sometimes just take breaths and refuse to correct all the time. So I know as a mom, sometimes you can feel yourself wanting to say, no, 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 stop, 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 put that down, don't, you know, and, and then you have become a commanding mm-hmm. general. And so I think that sometimes maybe we, there are things that we're, um, overly obsessive about that we don't have to be and if there's a way to just breathe and let go of some of the things that we want to be in control of 
So for me, one of these was um, Jacob liked, I thought he liked to build towers with blocks, but really he liked to knock down the towers that I built. And so (laughs) I was trying to build this like super awesome tower and I wanted him to wait until I was done. And I was getting so frustrated because he would knock it down before I was done so that he could see the giant awesome tower I built. And then he could be so amazed, but he didn't want to see the giant awesome tower. He just wanted me to put some blocks on top of each other so that he could come in and like swipe them down and make a big, huge Mm. noise and feel like a man you know so I think I just needed to take a breath and like look at what was going on and not be so upset about the tower falling down and then the other thing was um, if you need to curl up and cry Mm -hmm. have permission to do that sometimes a good cry is what you need so if you need to put a chick flick on (laughs) yes to make yourself cry because I'm not like I don't just cry on my own sometimes a chick flick can bring that out in me this is us yes this is us um, ask for help. Ash has already said that. And then the last one that yeah, I, I love I, this one that you're about to say. Yeah. Stop working and just play. So there was something in my mentality that thought that if I could just, um, be more fun inside, Jacob yeah. wouldn't, that I wouldn't have mm. to go outside. Cause it just seemed like so much more work to go outside or to go to the playground. But honestly, the minute I would open the door to go out our backyard where we had a swing set, Jacob would just be so happy to be out yeah, there and I yeah. and I would forget every time just go play Shari mm-hmm. you don't have to do the dishes you don't have to have a clean house right, right. now give yourself permission to leave dishes in the sink mm-hmm. and ask your husband to please be understanding mm-hmm. <laughs> or help you out and so that you can play with your kid yeah. and I think if you can start playing with them you can enjoy them rather than yep. trying to like manage them all the time so it's like a shift in your personality of like i'm gonna get on the floor and i'm gonna play with my kid or i'm gonna Mm -hmm. go outside and i'm gonna enjoy being outside too and anyway those are some tips that i have um from when i was younger um let's talk about single moms yeah Ashley, you've gotten like the last three questions, but that's okay. Uh, what are some um, what are what's some advice that you would give single moms um, who don't have a spouse uh, at home mm. or have a work schedule that keeps them away mm-hmm. from home a lot? Do yeah. you have any tips for that? Yeah, Zach actually before he was doing hometown full time worked like literally until like nine o'clock at night every night. So I felt like a single mom for a season. And I just have to say, first of all, props to single moms. Mm-hmm. I think you're amazing, and you're killing it. Um, and your Much kids, respect. Your kids are going to be so strong because you are so strong. Um, I think you know. I I I think preschools are awesome. Finding trusted childcare is an amazing blessing, and you know the the statement it takes a village. I just, I've never seen it be so true ever that you just literally can't do it by yourself. So, um, you know, that number one, um, help. And one of the, one of the things that I've done recently, I'm not a single mom, but just in being at home all day, um, a couple of friends who have kids in similar seasons, um, actually Jess and Shay, we have a weekly ritual where we all get together. We sit in, it's been my living room recently because I've had a newborn and we bring all of our kids to the same place, let them go crazy. And we sit on the couch and drink coffee in the morning and it's awesome. And my house is an absolute wreck when they leave. And probably there's fights, but you did it. 
Oh, there are definitely, <laughs> definitely some crazy toddler fights. It's awesome. <laughs> but, um, and, but you know what? They leave my house is a wreck, but my heart is full mm. because... Um, they are life. That's, that's like a book right there. Yes. Ooh. Or something. House is wrecked. House wrecked. Heart, heart is full. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Copyright that. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. So that's been, um, that's been the best thing. Oh, and I will say in our house, it has been Fancy Nancy that when Disney I, show. the Disney show Fancy Nancy, that when I just need like 10 minutes for Everly to like not talk. 10 minutes, let's go 20. Yeah. <laughs> then I'll, you know what? I'll make her lunch. I will sit her in front of Fancy Nancy mm-hmm. and let her do that not feel while guilty. I can it's have not some quiet time. It's not necessarily <laughs> evil. You need some, you need, sometimes your kids need TV time. Yes. Mm-hmm. Especially out in restaurants. Yeah. Um, <laughs> Zach, what would you say? Um, let's talk about the pregnant mom who is struggling with depression. You wouldn't think that they could have postpartum or that they would could be in depression, but would you say that that is a possibility? Yeah, definitely. I mean, for, mm-hmm. for a woman that's currently pregnant. pregnant. Mm-hmm. And what would you, what advice would you give her? Yeah, I mean, a hundred percent is a very real thing because you have all kinds of stuff happening inside your body. And so a hundred percent that's, and so I would tell you, first of all, maybe this is the most important thing, just that it's normal mm-hmm. and it's okay. You're okay. Because again, like you were saying earlier, the perception is, oh, I'm pregnant. I have this life inside of me. Like, this is the most glorious thing. Like, no. It's uncomfortable. It's painful. You can't sleep. (laughs) Right. Oh my gosh, is the baby okay? Right. Right. It is toil, you know. And I'm, I'm obviously never experienced that, but I've watched her, you know, do it twice now. And, and each time I was like, I think to myself, like, it was supposed to, I had a whole different picture of this. Um, Such that third trimester, Ooh. amen. Well, <laughs> but like the final weeks, the right, right, right. But 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 yeah. So I was I would tell the main thing I would tell you that it is normal. It is so normal. I know the picture and the narrative that you've been that you've been told, or maybe you've created yourself. But it is it is very much normal. When I would tell you to do the same things that I would tell anybody that was not pregnant or had kids, you know, mm. you know, seek counseling, seek support, be honest about. Because, I mean, because what you're going to find is, is that other pregnant women feel the same way mm-hmm. and they're going to come around you. And, you know, instead of keeping it in and isolating yourself physically and, you know, mentally isolating, you're the only one dealing with this. Like, no, like, be honest with other pregnant women or women that have been pregnant before mm-hmm. um, and have experienced it. Because I guarantee you they're going to affirm you and and tell you also that it's normal. And I was talking to uh, a woman who was pregnant the other day, and she said none of her friends really were, like, going through the same thing as her. Mm-hmm. So she was like, I had to find someone who was. Yeah. And she said I had to limit some of my conversations with the other woman because I was yeah. feeling guilty. So yeah. that's okay. It's totally okay. Um, I want to give you guys permission for that. Find out who you need to be close to at that time, and you're not, mm-hmm. not to commiserate, but just to have somebody who can walk beside you instead right. of you feeling like the oddball. Right. Um, and we were even saying mutant people, too, on social media. Yeah, we're talking yeah. about that like it's mm-hmm. okay like yeah. if any of you need to unfollow me on social media you have the right to do yeah. like, permission it, to do that like it's um, okay keep yeah. yourself emotionally healthy you can right. mute someone for a bit yeah. you know until you're feeling better mm-hmm. and then maybe bring them back in I, I don't know it's just we feel like we can't we're gonna hurt someone's feelings if we do that but you need to take care of your emotional health that's right um, speaking of emotional health, I want to offer two encouragements as we end today. Um, moms out there, I know that you can be home all day and feel like 
your husband is the one making the difference in the world or mm. other people are making the difference in the world. All these people on social media or all your friends who don't have babies anymore. Um, but here's one thing that I did and someone advised me to do this to estimate the value of my job. So mm. I literally sat down and I, and I wrote down like, <laughs> what would it cost for someone to be a 24 hour, like have housekeeping 24 hours a day. Mm. What would it cost to have a cook in my house 24 hours a day? What would it cost to have all of my laundry done by someone else? What would it Dream cost to status. have someone <laughs> else do all the child care? And then I added it all up and I was like, oh my gosh, I'm like worth half a million dollars. <laughs> and um, I don't even know what it was. It was a number. It was a great yeah. number. And I, and I wrote that number down and I literally just shared it with my husband, not to like throw it up in his face, but to celebrate the value that I was yeah. bringing to our family. So sit down and do that. The, probably the cost is higher than when I did it. So y'all are going to feel like bank. Um, <laughs> and then don't forget and don't leave out talking about the dreams and desires that you have had in your life and the ones that are starting now. Um, you may not be able to do them all right now. Right. But you may be able to do parts of them and yeah. and figure out a plan as to how to get back into the doing mm. the things that you love. Um, you don't have to give it all up. Keep dreaming, but figure out how you can dream and not be mm. frustrated. So um, those are two things I wanted to leave you with. I want to thank Ash and Zach for being yeah. here. Hope Town. Thank you, Shari. Yes, short thing? yes add I one know thing. we're out of time. No, go. But Shari, you are, for me, someone that keeps me dreaming in this mm -hmm. season. I'll try not to cry. But I mean... You can cry, babe. I know. It's, it's mm -hmm. okay. It's okay to cry. But for me, being a person who's in the weeds and then watching Shari, you know, with your boys who are now teenagers, you didn't stop dreaming. Mm -hmm. You and you're in a season now where you're able to chase some dreams that you had to put on hold for a little while. Yeah. And so I'm able to watch that and say, you know what, that's okay that I'm going to do that. I'm going to raise my babies and love them and I will get to pick my dreams back up one day. Mm -hmm. And so all that to say, you're an inspiration. Aww, yes. Thanks, that's Ash. Right. So if you want to be encouraged, just like Ash encouraged me, <laughs> um, you can find Hope Town on thisishopetown.com. And you can also follow them on social media. Um, I also want to let you guys know, just in case you don't, that Overcoming Monday is a production of Clayton King Ministries. So I, in case you don't know this too, podcasts, blogs, and books, which is some, I do all of these things, they thrive on reviews and audience. Um, and that's how we get our word out there of the podcast or our books. Our ministry doesn't have a giant marketing department. We depend on our friends and our audience's support. So I'm asking you, if you will leave a review on iTunes, I would super duper appreciate it. And so would our ministry. Um, I'm positive that you found some little secrets for your big breakthrough today with Ash and Zach. And I hope that you'll join us again on the next Overcoming Monday. We're thankful you chose to listen to Overcoming Monday, a production of Clayton King Ministries. This podcast happens because of you. There are three ways you can help us reach even more people. Be sure to share us with your friends and follow Shari on Instagram, Facebook, and Twitter at ShariKing99. You can also make a tax-deductible donation to CKM, a 501c3 nonprofit ministry at ClaytonKing.com give. And of course, subscribe. And for more encouragement to move you forward in your faith, check out her blog at ShariKing.com. Thanks again for listening, and we hope we've given you something to help overcome this Monday.